0: The order of the church. We were talking about um, went back to Noah and the ark, and we talked a little bit about the ark and the meaning of the ark. Um, in Genesis six fourteen, I'm gonna go back through this briefly because I believe it's gonna help us to understand where we're going tonight. In Genesis six fourteen, this is God speaking into Noah. He said, "Noah." he said make thee an ark of gopher wood Rome shall thou make in the ark and shall pitch it within and without with pitch so we know an ark is a chest and God was telling Noah how to make that so Noah had to listen to God because he had to go in the way that God would have him to go and not the way that Noah thought it should be so we looked at gopher wood and it's um wood of which the ark was made but it was not an exact the type of the wood was unknown when you look it up in the um, hebrew it'll let you know that that wood was unknown but some people would call it cypress wood but we know the type of wood that was used it was very sturdy and we know that the wood that was used and then when he told him to pitch it within and without that it was so tight that water could not Um, come into that ark so this is why Noah had to follow the pattern of God and we talked about how we must follow what God has given us we can't take away from it we cannot add to it sometimes we think we can go one way but if God is telling us to go the way he want us to go that's the way that we should go if we get out of the will of God it won't work and I'm telling you, the enemy will come in all kinds of disguises trying to take you out of the will of God. Why? Because he know that's going to benefit you, but it's not going to benefit him. When we get out of the will of God, it's giving the enemy lead way in your life. And when you give him room in your life, guess what? He's not only going to take a room, he want to take the whole house. So this is why we have to really hear what God is saying in everything that we do we have to go after the pattern of God and the only way you can do that is through the word knowing what the word says and we said that that pitch means to cover to purge make atonement make reconciliation cover over with pitch the reason why I'm going back through Noah because that ark is going to represent um Everything that we're going over, it represents Jesus Christ. It's leading up to him. And this is why God done it this way. So they would see Jesus through all of this that, that he told Noah, through Moses, through Solomon and David, is leading up to Jesus Christ. So we see that it was an ark. And after that ark was made, he said, now this is what I want you to put into that ark. So he wanted two of a kind of each animal and he wanted them to go into to that ark so this is what god does even with us as being the church when god builds something which we know is built on jesus christ he let the person know that he has given what he wanted to on who to bring in or who need to be in this area or who need to be in that area and that's what he did with noah so noah had to be obedient obedient Once he done everything that God told him to do, God shut the door because he was finished with what God told him to do. Anytime you do exactly what God tells you to do, God is in it, and God is going to reveal himself through it. You don't have to work and try to get nothing done because when you do it God's way, you should know that it's already done. That ark represents salvation and the saving of souls because of them going in that ark they were saved they were in a safe place they were in a place of deliverance safety healing and the thing is everything that they needed in that ark God told Noah what to put in that ark for the time that they would be on the inside of that ark so we got the thing that happened with Noah and when we look at the pattern when we follow God's pattern it's going to reveal his glory because we went over Exodus 40 33 through 34 And it talks about um, how God's glory um, filled that tabernacle, but it didn't fill it until it was finished. Until everything that God told Moses to do got finished, that's when God's glory began to fill that tabernacle. So Moses had to stay in that pattern that God had given him in order for God's glory to be revealed everything had to be according to God's specifications they could not be anything that was different from the way that God would have it to be it was the same thing in second chronicles 5 11 through 14 after um Solomon got through doing what he was doing was it Solomon I think it was I want to make sure it was Solomon after he got through doing what he had to do The glory of the Lord filled the place, and it filled the place so much that the ministers could not even um, minister. The priests could not even minister. And what is God saying to us today through that? When we do everything that God tells us to do from the beginning to the end, guess what? God's glory is going to be present. Just like um, with Judah. If Judah is um, bringing forth the the songs, um, you know, um that has the word of God in those songs and is talking about God as they sing those songs and allow God to be um you know present you got to allow God to be present through what you're doing according to what God is telling you to do this is why we have leaders leaders have to hear what god want and when that leader hear what god wants then the leader would give it to the ones that's following them and then all of them begin to come on one accord this is what was happening in second chronicles the fifth chapter the singers the musicians all of them had to be on one accord they were so much on one accord the priest could not even minister because the glory of the lord began to f- uh fill the temple and this is how god wanted for us today everything that you see with those types and shadows in the old testament is letting us know what's leading up to the new testament and how god want his house to be the order he want to take place when you go back um in the old testament with david david set up these levites he set up the different ones that would be on the instruments that would be fulfilling these certain duties and as he gave them what to do as they began to be obedient to what david was telling them that's when god's glory is revealed so anytime you get out of the will of god then god is not going to reveal himself in no mess see people are trying to get god to reveal himself through you But you have to understand when you got blockers in your way and you trying to do it yourself, you going up under the law. You're trying to say, now, God, I done sung this many songs and you should have moved by now. But if that's not what God wants you to do at that time, then God is not going to reveal himself. He's not going to show up the way that he want to show up and manifest himself in front of the people. This is why you have to spend time with God to see what God wants. You can't just go do something because it feel good. Everything that feel good ain't good. How many know that? I'm going to say it again. Everything that feel good and look good ain't God. So this is why you have to check yourself. I'm going to use James Brown again. He always said I got that feeling. And that feeling that he had, it led him to a place. <laughs> so I'm telling you, everything that feel good and look good don't mean that it's God. You know the peace that God gives you. Remember, we talked about that peace. It's a peace that the world cannot give you. Now, there's a peace in the world, but it doesn't last. It'll last for that moment, but when stuff come up, you don't have that peace. But the peace that God gives you, no matter what comes up, because you fall in His pattern and His way, you got peace through that. And the world don't understand. Why are you so peaceful through this? Because you following the pattern of God. You following his way of doing things. This is why so many churches crash. And the reason why they crash is because they set up things man's way and not God's way. Churches set up things by program this is the way we're going to do it. We're not getting out of this order of doing it. And they don't even know when the Holy Spirit is in the room or moving because man have set it up their way. Remember the altar in Exodus 20? God said, I do not want you making any altars with tools. He said, I wanted them to be um, coming from the earth. I want them to be natural with no tools involved because if that happens, you know, it's not going to benefit what I'm doing because it's coming from man and it's not coming from me. So God want everything done his way while we're here on the earth because we're his covenant people. So when we do it his way, guess what the world going to say? Now I know that was God because that's not the way we do things. So how are we going to show them God if we're doing it man's way and not doing it God's way? Now how can you do it God's way? By being in the word of God the more you in the word that's how your lifestyle is going to be it's going to be according to the word you can tell the ones that's in it and the ones that's not in it people that are so anxious that won't wait on the Lord that's trying to do things so much in a hurry you can tell where they are but people who is living that lifestyle of trusting God they just going on you know saying God you already got it this is what you told me to do I ain't doing no more I ain't doing no less I'm just going to you know continually wait on you so the more that you in the word that's how your life is going to you're going to reveal him through your lifestyle the next thing I don't know if I went over this last time was um Exodus 30 25 through 33 we talked about the anointing all did I give that last time God was giving um in Exodus 30:25 through verse 33 it says And you shall make of of these a holy anointing oil, a perfume compound after the art of the perfumer. It shall be a sacred anointing oil. So God was telling them, this is what you shall make. And he was giving them the ingredients of what goes into this anointing oil. And he was saying, everything in that tabernacle had to be anointed by this oil. And in verse 31, well, 31 it says, and say to the Israelites... This is a holy anointing oil, symbolic of the Holy Spirit, sacred to me alone throughout your generation. It shall not be poured upon a layman's body, nor shall you make any other like its composition. It is holy and you shall hold it sacred. Whoever compounds any like it or puts any of it upon an outsider shall be cut off from his people. So this oil that was going to be made is different from any other oil so god had a pattern even dealing with the anointing oil and he said nobody would be able to use this oil except for what i have specifically told you to use it for and this is what he's telling me we have the holy spirit on the inside of us once we accept jesus christ anybody else that have not accepted jesus christ is a stranger is a foreigner it's not they're not part of the covenant of God. The Holy Spirit is not indwelling them. So nobody can try to act like they save or or do things to be saved. The Holy Spirit is what seals you to the day of redemption. You have people trying to, you know, say the Holy Spirit is in this or the Holy Spirit is in that. You're going to know what's coming from God and what's not coming from God. This is why everything that God does, it represents him. This is why our character must represent him. Our characteristics supposed to be different from the world's characteristics. Our way of doing things supposed to be different from the way the world does things. The world's supposed to be able to know who we belong to. If we're fitting into the world, that means that we're loving the world more than we're loving God. If we're trying to do things like the world, then that means that again you 're loving the world more than you 're loving god we 're supposed to be separated we 're supposed to be um, living a be living a holy life because we know that we are holy and that we 're separated and set apart so if friends want to do things that you know you don 't do no more you don 't just do it to fit in you sh- let them know this is who I am now that i 'm in Christ. I don't do that anymore. And if they keep asking you to do it and you keep giving them what the word says, eventually it's going to drive them or it's going to draw them. They don't supposed to be putting you, having you in doing what they're doing. You supposed to have them into doing what you're doing. They're supposed to be a change. You supposed to be the light unto the world. So if the world is seeing you like um, they are, then you need to check your salvation. You need to say, Lord, what's going on with me? Why do they think that they can come to me and, um, you know, curse in my presence and talk worldly stuff in my presence? Lord, where did I fall short? Because when you um, set a standard of who you are and your lifestyle is that way, they're not going to do you like that. They're not going to come to you with all that stuff because they're going to say, don't even talk to her. Don't talk to him because they don't receive what we're saying. Just leave them alone. They, They too safe. That's what you're going to get. So this is why God was um, given a pattern of how things supposed to be because everything had to be holy because he is holy. And some people say, people just too holy. What's too holy? If you and him and you live in right, hey, call me what you want to call me, but this is just who I am. I don't have to pretend. And one thing I don't like is pretenders. When you are who you say you are in Christ, you don't have to be on sunday holy and then on monday living like the world that ain't god see when you living um holy you're gonna live like that for for the rest of your life it ain't no um hitting and missing and this is why god set up these patterns to let them know this is how i want my tabernacle to be and guess what i'm getting to the part where we're the tabernacle oh y'all don't see it why would he set up all of these things if he didn't want it to be this way come on Why would he do this? God was only showing us in the Old Testament the bringing forth of Jesus through the the altar, um, brazen altar. Everything in that tabernacle was representing Jesus Christ. So this is where I'm going. This was the Old Testament. But before I go there, in Exodus 25, we talked about how God was telling him to make him um a sanctuary where he can dwell amongst them and then on further down he talked about the ark of covenant and what they will put into that ark does that not go back to um, Noah dealing with the ark and he had to put um you know the people in the ark of the saving of souls but they had to be inside that ark in order to be saved now think about this he said I want you to make me an ark I want you to put my laws in that ark of covenant and not only his laws but it was other stuff um Aaron's rod that budded the manna which represented bread from heaven he said I want you to put that in my art and guess what the angels was sitting upon that art the wings touching and then God's glory was shining through look at there because everything that was in that ark was representing him and they did it according to the pattern so that's what happened with Noah that ark was a chest that's why it was built like a chest because everything that was needed was in it you get it y'all this is so good isn't that something are you thinking about you now wow we're special aren't we special now let's talk about Jesus so we say everything leads up to Jesus and what I was going to do but then I knew if I do it y'all will be here for centuries I was going to talk about every piece that was in that tabernacle and I was going to give you detail on every piece that was in that tabernacle I said Lord if I started I know I ain't going to stop so I'm just going to move a little bit ahead and some people I'm hearing in my spirit you should have just went on and started you should have went on and started so if the Lord lead me I'll go back to each piece because you will see How each piece that's in that tabernacle represents Jesus Christ. And how first the Ark of um, the Brazen Altar. When we look at Jesus, let's go to Hebrews 9, verse 9 through 12. Hebrews 9, verse 9 through 12. And I'm reading out the um, New Living Translation. Hebrews 9, verse 9 through 12 and it says this is an illustration pointing to the present time for the gifts and sacrifices that the priests offered are not able to cleanse the consciousness of the people who bring them for that old system deals only with food and drink and various um, cleansing ceremonies physical regulations that were in effect only until a better system could be established so y'all get that right All of that stuff that was going on, the the festivals, the food, the drink, everything was put in place until they could get a better system that could be established. So listen at verse 11. So Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves. He entered the most holy place once and for all time and secured our redemption forever. So this is talking about Jesus Christ. When we go back to the tabernacle, the pattern that God told um, uh, Moses to keep, and we go back to the tabernacle and the temple, all of this is the way that God wanted it to be. And remember this, y'all. When you see the tabernacle, you look at that tabernacle, and actually it's it pitches a cross. you see this middle room here we just use this as a tabernacle you have that brazen altar right there right that altar was laid out what was it laid out for a perfect sacrifice so the only thing that could come upon that altar was a perfect sacrifice without blemish there could be no defects in that sacrifice that's why you had the gate over there they had to check the sacrifice well you had to know that it was a perfect sacrifice before you got to the gate and when you knew you had a perfect sacrifice then you're ready to enter in so that sacrifice could be offered to God on your behalf the priest checks that sacrifice to make sure it's perfect Once they lay that sacrifice on that altar, they had to lay their hand on the forehead of that sacrifice to say, this should have been me. So they are identifying themselves with that sacrifice. This is where we mess up at. When we come to Jesus, we have to know that Jesus is laying down his life for us. He is that perfect sacrifice. He who knew no sin became sin for us so we can become the righteousness of God through him. So by them laying their hands on that sacrifice, they say, God, I'm the criminal, not him. But because you love me so much you're giving putting taking him in my place that's how it's supposed to be for jesus we have to recognize that we are sinners we're sinners once we recognize that we couldn't save ourselves, that's where that hand is on that forehead of that animal that animal is slain and the bro- blood drips down to the foot of that um altar that's that cross y'all jesus was up the altar had to be made a certain way it had to be above everything else why because jesus when he was on that cross wasn't he lifted high when they killed him didn't the blood drain down to the foot of that cross so that's why god had that brazen altar that altar was the first thing that you seen to let you know that that blood was atoning your sins but this is saying Jesus was the final sacrifice meaning that he done away with past present and future sins so he was our eternal redemption that means it was forever isn't that something so when we think about that when we think about what Jesus done for us and know that he paid the price for our sins why do we want to keep sinning nobody really know I mean, if you know what he's done when sin is staring you in the face, you say, no, 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 no. That's not me no more. Jesus paid the price for that. That's not coming back in my house. So see, when you having these thoughts, do you know your thoughts is what make you go towards sin? This is why you can't be in places or be with anybody that you know you ain't got your flesh under subjection in that area. See, when you're just getting saved, you ain't learned who you are yet. You just got saved. You don't know your identity yet. So guess what the enemy is gonna do? He's gonna put a male or female in front of you, or some type of person in front of you, to take you out of who you are because you don't know your identity yet. So they're gonna keep following you. Let's say you make up your mind and say, Oh, I ain't ain't gonna be with nobody. I love Jesus because you heard somebody say that. So now you're trying to live that life without the word in you. Remembering that Ark of Covenant. It was his laws. Those laws now, mm, they're written in our heart. Nobody in this room got an excuse. Nobody. So that means that anything that's, that's taking you away from your first love, you got to get rid of those things. You got to say, wait a minute, I'm not ready for this yet in my life because I'm drawing more to this than I'm drawing to God. So we have to ask ourselves, what are we putting in the place of God? But Jesus, when we realize what Jesus done, he was put in a place where he had no sin. But he loved us so much that he died on our behalf. So let's ask ourselves tonight, how much do we love God? Do we love God enough to lay it down? It's going right back to this altar, right? This is why it said we die daily because as long as we on this earth we got to die daily the flesh have to die we have we got to crucify our flesh god is not going to do it for you in the bible tell you the one that got to kill that flesh how do you kill it through knowing what the word of god is saying about it and if the flesh don't want to act like it want to get right you say wait a minute did you hear what i said this is what god is saying and you're crucifying that flesh. You're not giving that flesh what the flesh want. It reminds me, I, if some of y'all remember, we did a um, marriage and singles conference, and we had Siobhan in here and Larry years ago. We did a little illustration, and they were sitting beside each other. And I got to the point and say, "Flee fornication," and both of them still sat there, like they ain't know what I was talking about. Flee fornication. And Larry took off. He took off running. Why? Because when you come together, there are going to be things to make you want to connect. Is that not right? And when you know your body is is moving or doing things that it shouldn't be doing, you'll be like, I got to go. No, you can stay a little bit longer. No, I can't. I got to go. Don't look at me that way. Don't touch me. Matter of fact, just go home. Don't call me tonight either. It's going to either draw them or drive them. People are not doing that these days. You know what they think they can do? I can get my own flesh under subjection. Showers don't work. Brother John told y'all that. Showers don't cool you off. You can take a cold shower all you want. When you get out that shower, if you ain't done nothing with that thought, you still going right back into where you were. You remembering the whole scene. So this is why when we remember what jesus done and we're meditating on that every day we identifying that supposed to be me but god loved me so much so this is what this verse is telling us jesus is that tabernacle y'all jesus is the one i'm gonna get to this verse it's gonna help us understand it more john 1 john 1 verse 14 john 1 verse 14 The word became a human flesh and lived, made his home, pitched his tabernacle. God's glory, glorious presence dwelled in Israel tabernacle in the wilderness among us. We saw his glory, the glory that belongs to the only son, one and only, only begotten who came from the father and he was full of grace and truth. God gracious love and faithfulness this is the expanded Bible so it's saying the word became human and lived that mean he pitched his tent he pitched his tabernacle he made his home amongst us Jesus was that living tabernacle that came down from heaven and he walked as that tabernacle he made his home amongst us so Jesus was showing up in the flesh representing that tabernacle remember the tabernacles that we was talking about everything that we needed had to come through who y'all get it remember that tabernacle you had to do something to get to God right but God said I made a better way I made a better covenant and it comes through my son the one that shed his blood once and for all he paid for sin." Once and for all, he's not going back to do it. So Jesus came down here and lived where? Amongst us that's why all over the bible when you see healing when you see deliverance when you see all of that that's God revealing his glory that's coming through Jesus and say I made my home in him and by him doing what I tell him to do I'm revealing my glory through him and you getting everything through him now you don't have to kill nothing else only thing you got to do is believe in the one ain't that good isn't that so good can y'all imagine if we were In those days, still under the Old Testament, yo, we'll run out of sheep, goats, lambs. We'll run out. And people be looking for little turtle doves. You know how you tell the the little birds and stuff, shoo, shoo, shoo. You'll be like, come to mama. I need you today. I done sinned. This is all I can afford. Rahim, can I have one of your little turtle doves? He say, sure, but that's all you got. You're going to die tonight. You're going to give it to me. See, that's what I'm saying. You had to have all of this to atone for your sin. So God, guess what? Guess how good God was? He made all these animals available. Ain't that something? He gave them what they needed to atone. Now, these people got so terrible. They was giving him defects and thought God was going to bless that. God said, I want your best. I don't want your defects. So guess what God did? It was pointing up to Jesus Christ. He said, the reason why I'm telling you this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He said, the only thing I want you to do Keep your goats, your sheep, your lamb, your whatever you want to do. Only thing I want you to do is believe in this perfect lamb. This is why John the Baptist said, this is the perfect lamb. This is the one that can take away the sins of the whole world. He had to make it clear. It ain't in me. It's in him. So this is why we today have to believe in what Jesus done, not Muhammad, not Buddha, not all of those that did not rise again, but in him who was the perfect sacrifice. So everything that we need, God sent it through one man, which was Jesus Christ, which was the tabernacle that God sent from heaven. Guess what? God said, I got to have a tabernacle. Let's go back to Moses. He said, Moses, I want you to make me a tabernacle. This is why he come down. Because I want to come down And I want to dwell amongst you. Come on, y'all. God wanted to come out of heaven and give us everything that we needed. So this is what he done. He said, now I'm going to send my son. I'm going to send the word which is going to be made flesh. And he's going to make his home. He's going to be that tabernacle. He's going to dwell amongst you. And the glory of God is going to be revealed through him. And he's bringing grace and truth. So can you imagine they had him dwelling amongst them and guess what? They wasn't ignorant of it because they had y'all the five books of the Bible. They had them and all of them revealed Jesus. Come on. The prophets talked about the coming Messiah, but they were so twisted up. They looking at he going to come and he going to build a kingdom right here on earth. No, 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 no. He coming to seek and save the lost. He's coming to let you know there's a better way than the other way, the old covenant. I'm coming in here, and I'm giving you a better way, the new covenant, which comes through me. So we see in John 1, 14, Jesus was that tabernacle. But listen at this in Colossians 1, verse 19. God was pleased for all of himself that he is of his fullness to live in Christ, the son, to live in him. All the fullness of God was in Jesus Christ. Y'all go back and read over those scriptures dealing with the tabernacle. And don't, those people knew when God's glory was revealed, they knew something was getting ready to happen. He was dwelling amongst them, He was ready to do different things being right there amongst Him. But this one man, which was Jesus Christ, had all the fullness. Of God on the inside of him, and he walking the earth. Come on, wouldn't you want to meet a man like that? Well, say so you the man. Everybody says, mm-hmm. "Well, who are you?" <laughs> Come on, see, this is where we are, right? <laughs> wouldn't you want to meet a man like that? Mm-hmm. You the man? <laughs> Look in the mirror. <laughs> this is how we're supposed to be. We're His tabernacle. Amen so we, we see Jesus all the fullness of the Godhead is in him and that's Colossians 2 9 but let's talk about okay Jesus is upon the earth now I want y'all to watch how Jesus was setting up stuff while he was on the earth when Jesus came to the earth he came to the earth in the flesh with all the fullness of the Godhead on the inside of him he was this living tabernacle right This man that was walking with all the fullness of God in him. So everything, anybody needed, it will come through Jesus. God will reveal his glory through Jesus. So we see here that when Jesus did come to the earth, y'all know what he had to have, right? Baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. He got all that. um, Once he got all that, his ministry begun, right? But then after that, he started preaching what? The kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God is near repent have a change of heart have a change of mind but what was the next thing Jesus was doing Jesus was setting up his church how did he do it who did he call the disciples they had to walk with Jesus they had to learn about Jesus they were followers of Jesus Christ so the church was being set up right then Jesus was showing them Things of the kingdom that was coming through Jesus. He was manifesting the kingdom. He was manifesting God's glory. And then the word was telling me in Matthew 17. Y'all know what happened here. In verse 1, in verse 17, 1 through 9. I'm gonna read a little bit of it. It Matthew 17. Starting at verse uh one. It says, six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. I'm reading an expanded version. While they watched, in their presence, in front of them, Jesus' appearance was changed, transformed, transfigured. His face became bright, shined like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. Then Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with Jesus. Now, God had given the law through Moses, and Elijah was an important prophet. And it says, together they signify that Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament. You see that? So see what was happening. God was revealing his glory through Jesus. Remember in that um, tabernacle, when God's glory was um, being revealed, you could see that light. You could see that brightness of God. So God was showing them um his glory through jesus christ through him being transfigured and so they saw this the first thing they said was peter said to jesus lord it is good that we are here if you want i will put up three tents shelters shrines tabernacles here one for you one for moses and one for elijah now, it so said, while Peter was talking, a bright cloud covered, overshadowed them. A voice came from the cloud and said, this is my son whom I dearly love, and I'm pleased, very pleased with him. Listen to him. So what God was doing, he was revealing himself through Jesus Christ, and he was letting them know, Who Jesus was. It was his son. So it's showing God's glory coming through Jesus because he was that tabernacle that was walking the earth and everything that they needed would come through him because he was being transfigured. Guess what? We're in Christ once we accept Christ. The fullness is in us now, right? So when people see us, they're supposed to see God's glory. They're supposed to see a transfiguration. They don't supposed to see who we were. We may look the same, but our characteristics, our ways, the way we talk, the way we do things is not the same no more. So they're seeing him and they're not seeing us. They're seeing his glory revealed here on the earth. That's how it's supposed to be with us. But what was Jesus doing? Jesus was following God's pattern, God's way of doing things. How was Jesus doing this? Go to um, John 5, 19 through 20. John five nineteen through 20. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he see the Father do. For what things whoever he do, the, these also do the Son likewise for the father loved the son and show him all things that himself do and he will show him greater works than these that ye may marvel so what was jesus saying everything that was being revealed through him everything that was being done he was doing it according to the way god wanted done he was only doing what the father does why am i putting this in here because when we live according to this word and we do what the word tell us what to do god's going to reveal himself because it's his word anytime you outside of god's word he ain't going to reveal himself some people is getting um falsified images because it's not god anything that's opposite of his word is not god this is why you have false prophets and false teachers among us and they showing all these signs but god ain't in that and that's what the enemy wants to happen so you have to follow his pattern his way of doing things and if you don't god is not going to manifest himself because he's not going to go outside his word let me give you another one john 5 verse 30 this is jesus again john 5 verse 30 i'm able to do nothing from myself independently of my own accord But only as I'm taught by God and as I get his orders, even as I hear, I judge, I decide and I am bidden to decide as the voice comes to me. So I give a decision and my judgment is right, just righteous because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the father who sent me. Isn't that something? Jesus said, I'm not going outside of God. And the reason why everybody was seeing manifestation, because he didn't go outside of what God sent him to do. He knew God's plan. He knew God's purpose. And he was following it the way God would have him to follow it. He said, I'm not going outside of God. If we will take those very words, when people try to get us to do things that we know our father did not train us or teach us to do, then it will draw them or drive them. The enemy is always using somebody to try to get you to do something that God didn't tell you to do. Come on, it's, it's every day. It's, it's in our households, is it not? When you're standing on something so strong and somebody tell you, you don't have to do all that. Now, that just don't make no sense. People are going to think you crazy. Well, they can think what they want. I'm going to do what God told me to do. Regardless of what people say, this is what God says, this is what I'm gonna do. And when we do that, guess what they're gonna see? They're gonna see the manifestation. And the last scripture, I like this one. Y'all know this one, John 14, 6. Jesus said unto him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Y'all remember, the only way they could go to God, us under the Old Testament, was through the high priest jesus is this high priest now the way we get to god is through jesus christ there is no other way y'all so when jesus walked among them this is what he was representing i'm here representing my father and everything i do i represent him i'm not going outside his will and the only way you can get to him is through me if you don't go through me you don't get to him because i'm that living tabernacle isn't that so good that's the last scripture make you feel good don't it it made me feel good today too I had to stop because my my family had to eat (laughs) so I had to shut it down y'all I was like well maybe we can go somewhere to eat tonight but I heard the spirit no you need to cook for your family so I just cut it off y'all it's so good isn't it so the more we go over it the more we are gonna understand by the time I get to the church woo you're going to be like wow is that why things are so much out of order Mm -hmm. y'all remember that sunday was it two sundays ago when i had rahim them to do the the football play and you remember they were doing it exactly how they was gonna do it and then we had two over here on the sides jumping up and down trying to bring confusion they wasn't following the pattern were they this is what happens in the house of god When you don't follow the order of God, the pattern, the way God has, uh, the way God have his church, then guess what? God ain't going to move. It's going to be tiring. It's going to be people giving up. It's going to be people quitting because they say that's too much for me. You're right. That is too much for you because God ain't in it. Anything that God is in, you don't give up on it because you know what God said. Do you have any things? Do you have things in your way? Of course you're going to have them in your way because the enemy is going to block you. I'm going back to football. Don't they block y'all, Raheem, when you were playing football? Dequan, Raheem, you ain't playing no football, did you? Dequan, they blocked. They tried to block, but your focus was where? Your focus was where? Who? Forward to do what? To make sure y'all get that touchdown, right? But everybody had to work together. Everybody had a position, didn't he? You couldn't carry all those positions, could you? Because if you tried to carry all those positions, it would have literally killed you wouldn't it? God had a way He has a way. How do you think these football p- plays come up? do y'all think man come up with that by itself? Anybody everything that we do, God had to give it to man for it to be done if it 's taken out of place it 's because man come up with something else it's God God is the creator, so let's follow his plan if you're not in my position stay out of it that's how it's supposed to be anybody that's a leader and they're leading it ain't for us to tell them nothing now if they're not leading the way that they're supposed to lead then the one that god has put over the leader that person gonna go to the leader and say this right here ain't happening something's not happening even your prayer life is tore up or are you just not into uh, God the way you need to be into God? Something is wrong because these plays ain't right. The way it's going is not right. It's, it's a little shady up in here. So we, we got to talk about it. Because we want to make sure we're doing it God's way. Amen. Did anybody tonight before we close want to talk about what you learned so far? How is this helping you? Anyone? It's a mic up here. Matter of fact, it's Three.
1: Um, I just think, you know, I truly believe that I was just going over the tabernacle and I believe that the tabernacle is the the way that I, if I'm learning it correctly is us, like God is using us. So basically what I'm learning is God is just showing me me, showing me how, you know, if I get out of his will, if I get out of his plan, then things are just things just aren't going to go right. And then you're going to find yourself right back in the same place. And that's not what you want to do. You want to keep moving forward. You want to keep your eye on, you know, the plans of God, the things of God. Because if you take your eye off of it, you get distracted, Um, you know, you just you just fall back. And it's one thing, you know, to keep your eye on God, and then it's another thing to take your eye off of it. I mean, it's, it's happened to me before. It's happened to everyone before. So that's what I'm learning. God's just showing me me.
0: That want to share? Anyone? Normally when we have one, we have somebody else to follow.
2: Um, I just think it was really awesome about when he, when um, God was telling Moses about using the natural stones to make his altar. Because cause I've read, you know, you read like where they talk about, okay, where well they go when they, Joshua, when they cross the river and they said, okay, we're going to pile up the stones to make an altar. And I'm like... You, unless you know the history of it, you're like, well, why did they do that? Why, you know, and, and then I'd wonder, okay, well, wonder how big the stones were and are they still there? Somebody moved them. And so then when you go back and you read that and you understand, okay, that's why they didn't make something. They did it like God wanted it. And, um, because God made it perfect. And and if we'd have messed with it, we would have contaminated it. And I just think that's awesome.
3: Amen. Is there anyone else?
4: I want to share something about experience experienced about, a pattern. The um, other week, my son's car had was stuck in a park, wouldn't come out of the park. And I was trying to find out how can I go about getting it fixed. So it was all me to go on YouTube to just watch some videos. So you can learn a lot on YouTube. So I watched one video, how to do it. And I wasn't kind of satisfied the way the guy was doing it. He's about drilling some holes and all that kind of stuff. So I went on another um, video and the guy was giving instructions how to do it. As I followed the pattern that he went by, it was so much easier the way he explained it because he gave more um more definition of what to do. And by me being obedient, following how he did it, it was a, a easy job for me to do. And same thing with putting together stuff, um, putting together a TV stand, anything like that. I like doing stuff like that, but like I say, you got to go by the, the instructions that they give you. If you just take your time and have patience and go by the instructions that, that, that uh, they give you to do it, it's so much easier. But a lot of people don't have patience; they try to do it without the instruction. and then you get you know parts, extra parts left over. But you just follow the instructions, you just be patient, and and do it like that. It's the same thing with the word; just follow the instructions what God give you, and it's so much easier. Just follow the pattern.
0: Amen. I want to say what my husband in that car. It was so ironic because a mechanic had looked at it and he said. Um, well I found one for him and it's used and we'll take that one out and put another one in and I told my husband I said you can do that no I don't want to mess with it I said yes you can so and then I looked at him and I said "Uh uh-uh you don't go get nothing used because whatever is used you might have the same problem so just order the piece that's broken and he put it together you have to be able to hear him God has a pacific way of doing things when you get out of him, then you're not gonna get the result that God wants you to get. Is there anybody else? Come on, Thea. And Julia can come out there, Thea. Come on, Maple Hill. <laughs> she represents
2: When I was back there listening to this teaching, it was like my stomach was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And what it it makes me see is that if we would follow the pattern of God, the world, the people in the world wouldn't be as tore up. And things wouldn't be going on the way they're going on because the way God set up the church through Jesus and the way man set up the church with the baptists and the methodists and the catholics and all this other stuff that's not the way that's not the way it was supposed to be so that's why things are so tore up that's why some churches allow this to happen and and allow this person to be put in that position and that's not the order of God and i was back there when you was doing that teaching and i'm like that's why churches are so tore up that's why people of the world because we're the salt of the earth and it grieves me mm. Yes, exactly. And you got people that's dying every day going to hell because of the traditions of man. And it hurts. Come on, Julia.
0: turned it off
3: well I was just going to say like um, when we were studying on the patterns or whatever how even with our lives God has designed a pattern for it and that's why he was showing me and so many times not so many times but like, I know I'll use my own life for an example. The reason why <clears throat> I struggle with so many things and had to be delivered of so many things is because I didn't follow the pattern that God had for my life. You know, when we go out and then we fornicate, God already told us not to do that. That's his pattern for us not to do that. So then we have to deal with the issues of the strongholds that we have with certain people. He also say, you know, about the fornication, children can be produced, you know. So then now you got children that's either being raised by they, just their mother or just their father. or The mother and father came together and they were unequally yoked, which he tell us not to do that. And they separate. So then there's another situation just like Every situation that we have to deal with in life is because we went outside of the pattern that God had made for our lives.
0: Amen. Oh, we're getting it. (laughs) Yay. This is what a pattern is. You go outside of God's pattern, you not only affected. just like she said, your children are affected. This is why God in the beginning had a pattern, male and female they come together when they are married why because if you don't you have children out of wedlock what happens to those children some may be with the mama some may be with the daddy and then you got all kind of chaos going on because children is going through suicide because of divorce they're going through a lot of changes because the father wasn't there or the mother chose to leave me what's wrong with me why would my mother want to leave me daddy Daddy can't answer that question, or he may know that qu- the answer to that question, but he's trying to spare the child. We have to follow God's pattern, and we as Christians, as saints, as set-apart people, we're supposed to voice what the word says so these young folks won't get into stuff, and the children have to suffer from what we do, and we should not have done it. This is why you do what? Wait. Oh, I don't remember that episode Jennifer Jennifer, remember them episodes <laughs> so is everybody underst- yeah, made the shirt, was tore is everybody understanding patterns now we getting into all of that when you don't follow God's way you out of the pattern and out of his will and that's how your life go tore up you know how some people say I'm tore up from the floor that's why if you ever hear that if they tell you that you should say are you in alignment with god are you in alignment with his word and that's how you know where you are for one you got to get in it to know his pattern when you talk to people they look at you like you got strange (laughs) doctrine because they don't know nothing about him that's why you have to present him through how you live and the way that you carry yourself is there anyone else Come on, Manny and then Daquan, whoever want to go first.
4: Now,
5: well, um, I guess um, I got a lot. Especially from today, uh, about patterns, um, even just from hearing everyone speak, um, even when you explain about not this past, not yesterday, not not two days ago, but the past Sunday when we did the example of the past of the, of the uh, football, and a lot of times when you brought up in life of the world, God will still show you a message to what you brought up in, and it could be the past, could be your present, and I was brought up in football. And what he was telling me was, if I would have looked back, if I would have focused on anyone else, I would probably, probably would have dropped the ball. And a lot of times, we get an opportunity, we drop the ball, and we, we may miss God. And I talk, me and my brother talked about um, this certain scripture, the wages of sin is death. Yes. And the wages of sin is death, but it could mean spiritually. It could be emotionally. You could lose your way. You could lose your sight of God. You could, God, he's, His His says, I would never leave you, nor forsake you. Yes, He would never leave us for, or forsake us. But God's still speaking, but we can't hear Him because we're so far off. We leave God, God doesn't leave us. And patterns, patterns, after patterns on top of patterns, walls on top of walls, bricks on top of bricks. You can't see, you can't hear, you can't even get through that door because you're in front of God instead of allowing God to come in. And it's like I was thinking about instructions. When you, get, when you get instructions, I thank God for grace because like you say about the doves, <laughs> thank God for grace, you know, for him, for first you got to recognize what you do. Have a change of mind, change of heart. But thank God for correction when you're in error too. But as I was thinking, as it was coming to me about instructions, I was thinking as the game, everybody knew the game Simon Says. You know the game Simon Says? If Simon says do it, you do it. But someone may, someone may whisper in your ear, "Jump," and someone, someone may jump. But you jump, what? You out of order. That wasn't God. And a lot of times you say, "You say, um, you see, a lot of people say God, but that ain't God. It's just like the enemy is. If God said it, then God said it. Don't listen to other people. You got to hear from God. But if God put someone in power over you to hear from God, then you humble yourself and listen to that person. And I thank God for all that.
3: Amen.
6: me and Jamie when Jamie first got to church he was giving me a little formula he had uh where you could add numbers divide them in it, and it come out the same no matter what um if, if y'all get a chance let him show it to you but it comes out the same way every time and I was telling him that's like the pattern I was like with God you know how much more if he's given us way, why why won't it come out the same way every time you know just like with what Julia was saying um so and like what apostle said about the pattern reveals the glory of God so if we do things God's way concerning our finances you know his glory is on our finances we do it in our marriage his glory is on our marriage you know every area of our lives when we do it his way his glory is on it you know um and then uh just thinking of the tabernacle you know us being the temple your body is the temple of the holy ghost you know um And not saying this to condemn anybody because anything we did in our past, you know, that's our past. It was in ignorance. But just like saying with tattoos, I I was talking to somebody one day. And just like Christian people, some feel like it's still okay to get tattoos, you know, after they're saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. Um, But I disagree because we have to, again, look at know who we are. If we really know we're that temple would you actually a a tattoo is an image would you put an image inside the temple of God would you go in that temple and put another image which is an idol when he said make no other images no graven images would you Mm -hmm. put that on his temple you know but people like like we again like we said they build and do things according to their own mind you know because some people will still kick against that today if you say you shouldn't put tattoos on your body well Mm -hmm. This is grace, you know. We don't. We don't have to. We right. we can do what we want, you know. Mm. But but like you said, that 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 pattern and that revelation of knowing that you're that temple, you wouldn't do nothing to in that temple that you wouldn't because the living God is in that temple. That's right. So so even with like she said, fornication. Why you fornicating? God is is right there with you. Why you fornicating? You know, would you walk in that temple? If we had a temple like in the Old Testament, the Lamb is slain you walk past that, get in that gate and go in that temple and commit fornication, you would be dead, yes, you know, but when we really know. see it like that, you know, it mm-hmm. stops us from doing a lot of things. Like she said, that sacrifice, knowing what he's done. Okay. Now we don't have to do it anymore.
0: Amen. And when Manny was saying that y'all this is getting so good, we can just sit here and keep moving. I'm gonna let you go though. But when, Matt, when Manny and them were saying that about fornication and stuff, we are married to him first when you're married to a person and I know married couples can understand this that means I belong to my husband he belongs to me it don't supposed to be no in between us no kids no mom and daddies no women no men none of that and if I'm in Christ the way I say I'm in Christ then I I would always see him for who he is to me, my husband. That means I ain't looking at no other man and laying down with my husband and not seeing that man. If I'm seeing another face, that means I come out of that covenant with that man some kind of way, and it can't come through my thoughts watching a man to the point of I don't see him no more, even though he's in my bedroom. This is how it is with Christ. When you continually do stuff in the world and you always looking at what the world is doing, you don't see Christ no more. Even though you're in Him, you're committing spiritual adultery. So that's why you have to stay in the Word so you can keep developing your relationship. You keep being intimate with him to the point of none of these things change you. No person, no thing, nobody change who you are now that you in him. You still see him. You always see him in everything that you do. This is why I tell people. Do not jump up and get married just because somebody whispers sweet nothings in your ear or just because they're giving you everything they want to give you, telling you I'm going to be your man, you're going to be my woman. Forget that I got a man. His name is Jesus, and I don't believe you can give me what he can. Nobody can. So don't tell me you can give me this or uh, anything else because I have everything. So this is why we have to be careful, y'all, because the enemy's using stuff, To take us out of our place with God. So when you're in covenant with somebody, you don't just (laughs) drop them like you don't know them, not unless you didn't know them in the beginning. This is what this teaching is going to teach us. There's no way you can be with God one day and the next day you're not with him. Amen. Anybody else before we close and do our offering? Okay, Deacons, we ready to close. We better close on that one. Do we have any announcements? We have the giveaway Saturday um, on the 20th at nine o'clock to twelve o'clock. It will be on highway one seventeen at my house. And it is um free giveaway. Donations are accepted. Free giveaway. Donations are accepted. Amen. From nine to twelve. Anything?